problem that I have with John Marino really goes back to when he first showed up and that kid skated out on the ice for training camp and immediately you knew he was never going to spend a day in the minor leagues. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins coming to you from Buffalo, New York. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll additionally check out. Sabres 4, Penguins 3 in a shootout here last night and maybe the worst game I've covered all winter long. It's it's not enough that the Penguins just had nothing going. And I, I'm completely with Mike Sullivan when he told us afterward that you know the effort was there, the want to was there. Just nothing happened. They couldn't connect passes. They were missing shots left, right, up. They'd miss shots down if they could. And Casey DeSmith was in that, and that never goes well. And really, just not much to say. Just not much to say about that one. But I do feel it's important to underscore certain things that matter toward this team continuing to advance toward cup contention. And yes, I'm exactly bold enough to talk about cup contention after that catastrophe last night. Marino did not lose that game last night. No individual did or could have. That had to be a collective vomiting session, and that's exactly what it was. At the same time, I'm comfortable in assessing Marino's showing as the worst I've ever seen from him. And he's had some down periods. But this one, this one looked like a player itching to get scratched. And I'm not even necessarily advocating that they do that. And I don't think that they will. Meaning Mike Sullivan and the coaches. They have Marino set in a certain spot, and they need him to come through. But then that's where that bar comes in. You remember what it was like when he showed up. All Jim Rutherford had given up was a sixth rounder to get him from Edmonton. No one paid attention to that, and no one paid attention to the very, very beginning of camp when he instantly started taking over these scrimmages. And from there into his rookie season, it looked like he'd never stop growing, maturing. He was so solid. And I mean solid in the best way because he couldn't get beaten one-on-one. He found a way to, how did Sullivan used to say this? Uh, This was back in Marino's rookie year, that he would basically engulf someone entering the Pittsburgh zone. He would just kind of eat them up. Well, that doesn't really happen anymore. And back then, whenever we were, I shouldn't say we, but I was looking at Marino as something of a 
you know, Kale McCarr light. I, I know, I know, right? But that's the way I was thinking. I didn't think he was McCarr. There's only one of those. But he had similar attributes, particularly in the defensive zone. And in this game, but also in a lot of games, those have just gone flat out missing. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. I asked Sullivan after this game about Marino and his play. And as you'll hear in my question, I'm careful to not suggest that I'm asking about a single game because I don't care about anybody's single game. This isn't necessarily specific to tonight's game, but I know how strongly you and the coaching staff feel about what John Marino can do for you. What do you want to see from him? What's his next level? He could be such a big part of this, right? For sure he can. You know, I, I think he, you know, he's playing top four minutes for us. He's, uh, for me, it, what I, I think John's best strength is his, uh, his defensive capabilities, using his size, his strength, his mobility, his reach to defend well. And when he defends, he can create offense off his defense. He's, he's adding an offensive element to his game, but I think his, his core strength is, is his ability to defend. You know, killing penalties has become a part of that. We've, you know, we've got him involved with that from the start of training camp this year. He's improved, I think, dramatically uh, on the penalty kill. And, and, and so, but I, I think that's the game that he needs to bring for us consistently. I think he's, uh, I think John's played pretty solid hockey for us over the last month or so. That seems like a, an okay assessment. It wasn't ringing. It wasn't over the top. And that's pretty much in line with the way this coach operates. He knew what I was asking, and he knew why. But he also knows, as does Todd Reardon, who works principally with the defenseman, that more is needed. Arguably, a lot more. Because this player has more to give. Anytime you hear that phrase as it's related to sports, you're thinking of effort. And I don't really know that Marino's issues are rooted in effort as much as they are a lack of nailing down an identity. You heard right there from Sullivan in his response what he believes Marino's identity should be. And that rings a bell with me for (laughs) reasons that might surprise you. Uh, This one goes way back. This was when Chris Letang first popped onto the scene in Pittsburgh. And Brooks Orpik in that locker room, loud, booming, authoritative voice, uh, actually pretty much to when he was a rookie. Orpik was the one who used to say that not just about Latang, but to Latang. He would say to him, Your game starts from the back. All of your offense is created 
from the back, and it took Latang a while to figure out what that meant. It took a while for him to understand that everything that he creates begins with his ability to roam the ice, defensive zone, neutral zone, and to use that roaming, the skill, the durability, the speed that he's got to win the puck and make something happen in the other direction. It took him a while because he also wanted to be the guy leading the attack and the guy forechecking, if you saw that hilarious forecheck of his on the three-on-three in the overtime here last night. He still has it a little bit. Marino needs to be that type of player in the eyes of his coaches, who undoubtedly have done a lot more Film work, analyzing, and even just live viewing of this player than all the rest of us put together. I'm inclined to believe them. I'm also inclined to believe that that message hasn't made it through. That this kid's either clinging to something else, or being stubborn about it, or just flat out not grasping it. It would make up massive difference for this hockey team if that were to change between now and game one of the playoffs. When we come back, just one question. J1Q comes from Mike, who asks, how fast can Casey Smith get demoted, and would my paying for Louis Domingue's gas costs to get back here move that process along any? Do you think Ron Hextall even tried to get another goalie at the trade deadline and couldn't do it, or do they really believe in Domingue? I love how Mike not only offers to pay the gas when it's four bucks plus a gallon, but then comes in at the end by ensuring that I don't have any option. I don't have any option to answer this in a positive way regarding DeSmith. And that's fine because I don't have anything positive to say. I haven't since the preseason when I began expressing concern about his play. That wasn't all that popular at the time. It's just exhibitions. doesn't mean anything. Give him a break. He was pretty good for a good stretch last season. You know what? All of those things are true. And right now, it's the third week of March. And he's still playing the same way. He's already a smaller goaltender. And yet, he continually finds new ways to make himself even smaller. Drives you nuts. Tage Thompson. Terrific, legit young player for the Sabres. Had a couple of goals last night in regulation and then another one in the shootout. All three of them were probably the easiest shots he's taken all season against anybody. He might as well have been at the harbor here firing pucks into Lake Erie. I don't like what I've seen of DeSmith. I have stopped seeing him as any kind of 
solution at the backup position. And I also understand that after Deming played his outstanding game, his one game, but it was outstanding, in San Jose, he was hurt right away and didn't come back until just a couple of weeks ago. And he'd been doing quite well, incidentally, in the AHL until giving up a few last night. None of this is simple. A lot of it involves who can move up, who can't go down. Most of it related, as everything is, to salary cap constraints. But the bottom line is, once you get to game one of the playoffs, you can carry as many goaltenders as you'd like. You can unfold as many folding chairs as you'd like. And I'd love to see this management team figure out a way to have that backup be Deming. I know it's not easy. I'm not claiming that it would be. But it's really important. And you just know, you just feel when DeSmith starts that this day is not going to go well, no matter who they're facing, even the team here in Western New York. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.